Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, so real quick, before I even get started in here today, hello, everyone. This is a brand new fucking microphone. And I'm also doing this live in front of my Twitch audience, which you are more than welcome to join whenever you want, is twitch.tv slash phantasmablooms. I try and do these every Thursday, provided that I have the opportunity to, but Ao, I am excited. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, live podcasts, also Ao, you stole my model. Your model for what? Your model for what? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being live, I got some wonderful people in the chat already. I got Raymu saying, "Oh, we still we have the same mic." Man, man, you know, I probably I probably <laughs> We probably should have talked about that just so th- I didn't know. To be fair, mine died. Like, all right. First off, hello Raymu, hello Dio. Welcome to podcast and everybody listening in in a pre-recorded sense. Well, you're missing out on a great time already. But yes, I am doing this live, and Ramu asks, Hey Seth, is it true that millennials are obsessed with making podcasts? And if so, how would said millennial go about doing a podcast? Well, it's a good thing you asked, Ramu. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor <laughs> No, I'm not going to do the whole fucking bit again, because people that are listening to this pre-recorded get that ad placed right in front of everything, and it's just like, mm, mm. Haven't even been to my apartment. You're already stealing the drip. Man, how am I supposed to know? You don't do webcam stuff. Like, shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe I you came to my apartment and looked at my mic and you're like, that's a baby mic. And I'm like, you know what? Dio's right. I got to get a big boy mic. No, I have, for all of y'all who can't see it and all of y'all who don't know what this is, this is a HyperX quadcast. It's the base model, all right? It's not the new RGB one, because let me be real with y'all, okay? Before I got started with this one, I went on to Amazon, and this has nothing to do with today's story, but I just have this energy, and I have this snarky, like, really little story that I want to talk about, but ayo, no, I ordered this mic, or I bought this mic, I went over to Micro Center and I bought it, because I needed it for stream, um, and on Amazon... I went ahead and I ordered the uh, pop filter that goes with it. It's just like a little styrofoam thing, basically. And I was like, okay, cool. Nobody's going to be able to tell that this thing... Because that was the thing. I was like, I was debating whether or not I wanted to spend 20 bucks to get the RGB one or save my money and get the same one, basically the same one, that's just a red light. I'm like, you know what, if I'm getting this filter, and I'm putting it on top of the thing, nobody's gonna be able to see the RGBs anyway, so I'm not gonna fuck with that, and sure enough, okay, sure enough, I placed this order on Amazon, somehow it disappeared, I don't know, I don't know where it went, like, okay, and I've actually been having a problem, alright, again, this has nothing to do with, you know, today's topic, we're talking about Christmas stuff, by the way, but no, 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 I really want to toss some shade in my apartment complex real quick, because, Ao, these fuckers have mistakenly lost a lot of my fucking shit, <laughs> like, 
I have easily lost over $150 of stuff that has gone to the office or has been dropped off at the office, and all of a sudden, nobody can find it. You know, like, on the sheets, it's like, oh, yeah, no, couldn't get to the mailboxes, left at front office, signed for by somebody at the front office, so on and so forth. And, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, I know you're stealing my fucking shit. <laughs> you know? Because it's been three different companies that have done this. And I really don't want to believe that someone out there is just like, you know what? I'm just going to take this one package out of my entire <laughs> fucking delivery. Because it was a Chewy package first. It was an Amazon package. And then it was one of uh, the Fox Wife's like, makeup stuff. Actually, no, it wasn't that. It was another thing that I ordered. I can't remember what I ordered it from. But I remember having to go through and reordering it. I think it was like a secondary Amazon thing. But the Fox Wife did lose some makeup thing, if I'm re- uh, recalling correctly. And if I'm not, Hunbun, I'm sorry. Because, um, yeah, no, it's been weird. She's been getting double packages for some of her stuff. But that, a whole different side thing. Anyway, we have gone up to this apartment complex office. And we're like, Ayo, where's our stuff? You know, like, it says that's been dropped off here. And these people will look us right in the face and be like, we didn't get anything. We we didn't get anything. We swear we didn't see anything, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I want to believe you. <laughs> I really want to believe you. But this has happened three times. And, you know, if it were much more expensive things, oh, yeah, I would have absolutely been hounding them. Like, mind you, 150 bucks is not a cheap amount. But every time I've been able to go to those respective sites and be like, hey, I didn't get this item. And they refund me. So it's just like, but I'm tired of having to do that shit. You know, like, and I don't know if they, like, the people up at the front office are knowingly doing this because they know that everybody's basically going to get their order back. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, yo, this is some horse shit. (laughs) I don't want to deal with that. But anyway... That is a whole different thing. I really started this podcast off with some extra energy because, Ayo, before I started, uh, I was going on to Anchor to make sure everything was working properly. And I wanted, I just, something in me was like, I need to double check Anchor real quick before I start podcasting. And sure enough, I had a Spotify rap for uh, the podcast, like as a creator. And. For those of you who don't know, who don't use Spotify, if you're listening to Apple or on Apple, Google Play or Google Podcast, um, you know, any of the other sites that are now hosting me, which, by the way, setting up that link tree, like on Twitter, apparently subscribe my podcast to a bunch of different things I'd never authorized. And I was just like, hey, man, it works. I'm not going to complain with, uh, you know, People being able to listen to me and a bunch of different things. But I was... I was just shocked. Because I'm like, oh, I've never seen... Like, I've seen other people do it. I'm like, oh, I guess podcasts didn't perform well enough to see those kind of numbers. And hey, yo, I'm actually really proud of how we did. Because we stood up over 92% of other comedy-related podcasts. Like, the amount of content Bloomscast has been put out and people have listened to... um. It stand like the amount of content that I've done on the podcast is over ninety two percent of you know all comedy centered podcast, which to me is just like 
really, I probably should change the, <laughs> I probably should change the theming of it and go, uh, <laughs> and there yo, <laughs> um, and probably do more lifestyle type stuff. But at the same time, like at the end, like at the beginning of the day, really, it's at the end of the day, um, this is supposed to be more funny. It's yes, it's life stories. Yes, it's about being empowering. Um, but you have to have like a certain comedy to it. You know, I don't want people to, cause that's the thing. I don't think I take myself seriously enough to be able to be on these like lifestyle type podcasts and be like, all right guys, today we're going to talk about Christmas. No, I'm I like having fun. I like, you know, making jokes. I like, hang on, I'm putting up a button. I feel like I'm showing too much of the goodness. <laughs> but anyway, no, I like I don't feel like I take myself seriously enough to be a, you know, pure lifestyle podcaster. You know, maybe maybe at the start of the year I'll be like, you know what, fuck it, I'll change it around. But for now, I'm standing comedy. And it was really cool to see like the number of people that interacted with the show who've listened to the show, having plumes cast in their top podcast whatsoever. Like that was just super fucking empowering. And I just want to take that energy. <laughs> Raymu says, I would listen to a Nigel Thornberry Seth podcast personally. Oh my god. Just hit him with a <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I could do the thing with my hands that he does, but I don't have that flow anymore. I used to be able to do like waves with my hands, but I can only do it this way now. Oh, wait, you're ro- mimicking Robert Leach. My bad. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> um, oh, Robin Leach. Still don't know who that is. Oh man. Anyway, I'm here to talk about the holidays with y'all. And you know, I really, I truly did not plan my 25th podcast episode to be Christmas. To some degree, some people will be like, oh, you only did like 25 podcasts for the year? That's pretty shit. But at the same time, I look at it, and I'm like, I didn't really start podcast officially until end of February or so. So skip out eight episodes there. You know, if I was doing it weekly. I think in the beginning I was doing it bi-weekly, maybe? I can't, I don't even remember what my schedule was for that. Um, it might have been weekly. But regardless, having the amount of content that I do and having it out there and having it like so many people interact with, it just feels good. But no, Christmas podcast being on the 25th episode, completely accidental. You know, I'm promising this now. Uh, Next year, I'm trying to shoot for more podcast episodes. Let's see here. You only did 25 podcasts per year? That's 25 more podcasts than the average person. Good job, champion. Shut up, (laughs) Raymond. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, I know. Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, when I got to see those numbers, and it's like, you've put out more content than 93% or 92% of uh, all comedy podcasts put together, like, or it comparatively, like, that shit really warmed my heart, you know, like, alright, I'm actually doing pretty damn well for myself, I make a funny podcast, I make people laugh, I make people smile, I try, and maybe I impart a couple of life lessons, but, <laughs> no, today is not an episode of life lessons, this is mainly me talking about Christmas stuff, you know, Christmas stuff that I did as a kid, what I've doing, or what I did as a teen, and what I'm doing now as an adult, you know, 
And I wanted to open the floor to everybody else to be like, all right, guys, you know, what Christmas traditions do you have? What stands out to you? What makes you really enjoy the holidays? Now, mind you, this might be a little bit of a shorter episode because it is already 820 at the time of me saying this. So I do have to leave right about at 9, so at 40 minutes or so from now, I'll probably be like, all right, guys, abrupt stop. We can continue this conversation next week, but it's Christmas Part 2. You know, maybe maybe I'll call this one like Christmas Eve, and then I'll call the next one Christmas Day, because that one will actually come out. I actually want to say, is that is that going to be on Christmas? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Quick, quick, quick pause, quick pause. Oh, oh my God, the next episode would actually come out on Christmas Day. Thinking emoji, guys. <laughs> Thinking maybe these are the big brain games that I need. <laughs> oh man, I like the, how the Toho music playing is the most Christmassy background sound. No, it is. I purposely chose Toho Seven because of the wintry background. But anyway, yeah. For those of you who can't hear it, um. I do, whenever I'm streaming live on Twitch, I put on some Toho music in the background. Similarly, like, when I'm cooking. If only because <clears throat> I needed something that would allow me to let people, like, kind of keep the entertainment going in the background. I like having a bit of music, but it's not anything copyright or copy claimable. Copyright claimable. So, it's public use, free use, uh, from the creator. So long as, A, if anybody asks, yeah, this is where you got it. Anyway. <clears throat> I did a lot of legal research on that before I started using any Toho stuff in my stuff. And, you know, I really hope that maybe in some degree I was able to boost Toho's popularity just because somebody listened to a song and like, oh, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's from Toho. And they're like, ah, and then they fell down the same musical hole that all of us did prior to. But before I really get started, one more thing I want to add. For all y'all who are curious, okay, for all y'all who are curious... The best Blade episode was the good, the bad, and the gotcha when I just talked about gotcha games. Ayo, maybe I need to go back to that. <laughs> maybe maybe that was my niche and I just was like, nah, life advice. Oh, man. Alright, so, now that I've like talked for 15 minutes about a bunch of bullshit that has nothing to do with our topic. Hi guys, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. <laughs> oh man, I hope you all are having an amazing holiday season thus far. Um I I for one am having a lot of fun. I've got a lot of good stories. Um that I want to talk about towards the end. Like, that's more the Christmas as an adult. But I will say this as a little foreshadowing to things to come. I have never done the things that I've... Hello, happy KFC day. Jesus. Rebu, now I have to explain that. <laughs> Alright, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, But, no, I've never done some of the things that I've... Like, this is the first time I've gone above and beyond to design like a Christmas tree, or set up the apartment with a bunch of Christmas stuff. Excuse me. The Fox Wife and I are talking about making gingerbread together, which I'm so excited to do, because, like, I... Alright, this is actually a really good transition into this. But real quick, before I go into that, what Raymond's talking about KFC Day, there's apparently a huge tradition in, like, East Asia, mainly Japan, um, where KFC is considered a holiday cuisine, 
And people will bring home buckets of KFC for Christmas. Anyway, <laughs> there's your uh, international fact of the day provided to you by KFC. KFC, it's finger licking good. <laughs> God, yo, if I, mm, I, I really gotta stop getting on tangents. Like, may, or maybe I should keep going on tangents so that way I have something to talk about next week and be like, all right, guys, it's the Christmas episode. Woo, <laughs> Christmas too. But um, no, uh. Fuck, no, no, I'm not going to go on the tangent about being sponsored. I could not imagine being sponsored by KFC and then pausing, like, podcasts and it's like, alright guys, we'll be right back. Hey guys, you know what my favorite thing about the holidays is? It's a nice, finger-licking good drumstick from KFC. That's right, you can use promo code PLUMES to get 25% off your KFC bucket. (laughs) Ah, God, I, I could not imagine. I really could not imagine. Maybe one day. Maybe one day in the future, but not now. Anyway, to transition back to everything I was saying, I'm really giving y'all the fucking 3D brain side of me today. Uh, <laughs> but talking about gingerbread and making gingerbread with the fox wife, with Juju, is actually just really exciting to me because I remember vividly as a kid... My mom had, and like, this is how I'm talking about Christmas as a kid, but my mom had a whole bunch of ornaments, like little people, like little gingerbread men and women that were actual Christmas ornaments. I had no clue how she made them or when they got made or anything like that. Like, I could, I feel like it was something my brother and sister did and they were able to bring it home, but I don't remember ever making one. And... Somehow she had dried those things down and basically solidified them in a way that she could continuously, like, she had, like, a hole in the head and had just, like, a ribbon going through it. And they were, like, little Christmas ornaments. So, you know, I'm really excited that maybe Juju and I can do that. Or, more realistically, we can build ourselves a nice little, you know, gingerbread house out of gingerbread that doesn't taste like ass. Because let's be fair. Like, I don't know how many of y'all go through and make gingerbread houses. But I, like, I love me a good bit of gingerbread. Certain times it's a little too much and I'm just like. <gasps> let's see. <laughs> Raymu, Raymu just quoted she had, like, a hole in the head. Oh my god, all these things taken out of context is going to be fucking wild one day. But, um, no. I love making gingerbread houses. Do I always get the opportunity to do so? No. Hell, I think I still have a fucking gingerbread house from Easter that I didn't make. That's probably going to taste about the same as whether if I made it now or if I made it back then. But, straight out. I love doing that. I love doing the craft stuff around the holidays, stringing lights. Like, that was something I really loved doing back in my old family home. Setting up a bunch of lights. It was it was a pain in the ass. Like, I remember way back when. And maybe other people didn't do this as much as my family did. Um, but my mom had an emphasis on making sure the house was, like, really well lit up for the holidays. Now, mind you, as time went on, and this is going to be kind of the forewarning to the story... As things went on and my family life kind of dropped off dramatically, like, the amount of effort in things just... To what it was in the end. And now it's starting to come back up with my sister and her family. Um, But 
I remember being a kid and sitting out with my dad. We had like these bushes in front of our house that we'd run through with a bunch of lights, like a bunch of white lights. I think easily like 500 plus lights because they're the little shrubs and then jump across, do 500, drop, jump across. There's like five of them up front. Then we had like a uh, candy cane kind of structure or candy cane light that went up on one side. On the other side, we had we had Drunky the Snowman, which we lovingly called him that because no matter what we did, Drunky would always go down. Like, Drunky was just so fucking top-heavy that if the wind blew in just the right way, homie would just... And that was it. Now, mind you, as I got older and we kept Drunky for longer and longer, um, I figured out that if I had some of my, like... I used to go camping a lot, so I had uh, camping stakes. So I'd just put them in the ground around the base of Drunky because they don't give you anything like that. The only thing they gave you back then was, like, this V-shaped prong to go into the ground... And that thing didn't hold her shit. But having something that went straight down and had like a little clasp on it, hell yeah. You know, that's the way to do it. Um, but we had Drunky. We had a pear tree, like a Bradford pear tree that was off on the side that we hung lights down on. Um, we had, I think it was a weeping myrtle or something like that. I can't remember what the tree was, but we had that one fully light up, like lit up like a mother. We would spend the entire day out there, my dad and I, just setting up lights, making sure that they were tight enough so that way you couldn't really see the bark of the tree. And then my dad and brother, and then later me, would go up to the roof and string lights up top, like icicle lights. My mom was all about this shit. And... In the early years, I remember we used to have, and I still to this day don't understand the reason why we had them, but they were candlesticks, like electric candlesticks that had like a little flame tip to them that every year we had to have those in our front facing windowsills. So, you know, I had two in my bedroom, my sister would have two, there'd be like three down at the bottom, uh, bottom floor, and then... Three on one end, three on the other. I had no clue what they were for. I just thought they were neat. But my mom was so enthusiastic about Christmas that even later on in life, um, she did something that, honestly, I think is one of her best achievements to something that she was really dedicated to. She did a year in the life of a Christmas tree. Now, mind you, this is well into the late teens where the decline's starting to hit the fucking peak. <laughs> but there was one year that my mom just decided that she didn't want to take down the Christmas tree. And she didn't want us to take down the Christmas tree. I think this was probably when I was 19 or so. Because she did, like, she made her own website and called it, you know, Day in the Life of a Christmas Tree. Where our year in the life of a Christmas tree, where every uh, month she would change the ornaments in it and design it to be something of that month. And you'd be surprised the amount of things that you can actually go out and buy, like shamrocks, Valentine's stuff. You know, I think for summer she did like, or for May she did like a picnic thing. I, w- I might, after podcast is all said and recorded, and I'm back home with the sweetest of fox wives, which, baby, hi, I love you. <laughs> but when I get back home, I might look it up to see if it's still out there. 
because she really did do some like intricate designs bunch of ribbons it was actually a continuation of her you know home design work but it was just that year was fucking wild to me but that just kind of goes to show like how much my mom loved the holidays and like how much she was so obsessed with putting stuff out here so but one of my like earliest memories right I quote, baby, hi, I love you. <laughs> wow. That one's just for Juju. Juju, remember, uh, quote 205, anytime you're listening. <laughs> anytime you're watching the stream, just do uh, exclamation quote 205. But um, anyway, completely different thing. <laughs> but I remember being a kid, right? And one of my earliest memories of the holidays was... Being in like elementary school and making that reindeer food, like reindeer food. I don't know if y'all, like, I don't know if kids these days do it, but it was basically like dried up grass, uh, some glitter, and like maybe raisins. I don't remember all what was in it. Oh, and uh, cinnamon, lots of cinnamon. Because the thing was, we all went home with this, like, small little Ziploc baggie of reindeer food or attractant or whatever. And it was supposed to help the reindeer, you know, see where they were supposed to land so Santa could come and, like, hang out with us and prove that a good kid lived there. Or some bullshit like that. I don't remember what the whole shtick behind it was, but that was the whole kick. And I remember coming home with that. And I was so excited, like, I'd just be sitting there with my little baggie, like, yeah, we're gonna spread it, the reindeer are gonna come. Like, I loved Christmas as a kid. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Foreshadowing, even more so. Um, I really did love Christmas. Like, as a kid, I adored it. I think every kid loves it. But then, like, as I got into the teen years and my family started falling apart, I definitely was like, eh... Christmas. I actually came to hate it for a couple of years when I was working in retail just because of how terrible people were. Like, if you want some retail stories about, you know, Black Friday and stuff, come to your boy. I have a whole shit ton of those. Um, but, yeah, no, I, when I got older I was, and, like, all this stuff happened with my family, I just could not care less about Christmas. To the Like, I don't think I had my Scrooge moments where I was like, ah, bah, bugging home. But, you know... I'm not going to be that hard on it, but I was, I wasn't excited for it. Like I was back when I was a kid and I can say this too. Now, like in the past two years or so, and I'm not, you know, I can fully thank Juju for, um, black Friday, crazy, but Christmas, Saturday and Sunday. Oh God, I have full stories about those, but no, I can fully thank Juju from, or for allowing me to enjoy Christmas again. Like, I have not set up my own tree to the level that I've done here in fucking years. And now we have, like, a seven-foot tree that... Oh, okay. Actually, I want to tell this story. <laughs> because I need to get this off my chest. Um, You know, all this to say I love doing holiday stuff and doing all this stuff with Juju and getting ready. Like, I used to suck at wrapping presents. I don't know what clicked in my head... 
but now I can wrap presents really well, and I was just sitting there. Like, I went up, and I'm like, baby, I might need your help, you know, wrapping some presents. And she's like, oh, you know, if you need me, come get me. Like, she was drawing. I'm like, okay. So I go over, and I wrap a present. It came out really fucking good, and I was just like, what the fuck? I have not, like... I used to be made fun of in my family for all the tape I would use. And all of a sudden, I could fucking wrap a present and it'd look really good. I'm just like, bro, how the fuck? I went years. <laughs> I went years of suffering. I, I don't know what it was. Something just clicked in my head. I was just like, I, yeah, no, that's how that works, huh? <laughs> but, uh, no, so... I, back in the day, okay, or, fuck, where was I going with that? I just lost it, um, uh, setting up Christmas presents, doing wrapping, um, I, I had it, I had it, I, I think I've lost it, fuck, alright, never mind, I, I will probably remember it, Raymu, if you remember what I was talking about, feel free to drop, or let me know, um, God, that just completely threw me off my rhythm. Uh, Juju makes you love... Oh, yeah, no. Juju has absolutely made me love Christmas again just because setting up... Oh, yeah! Oh! Oh, I remember now. I remember. (laughs) But anyway, no. Juju absolutely makes me love Christmas again because doing all this stuff with her, going out to holiday events, taking photos in front of, like, mall Christmas trees, that shit sets my heart aglow. It keeps the holiday, you know, seasonal effectiveness disorder, the big old sad, if you will, away from me, doing that shit with her. I cannot tell you how much I enjoy that because I can't even tell her how much I enjoy it. But, you know, it it, it is what it is. (laughs) But no, so I remember, like, back one year, okay, I had set up a Christmas tree with my old roommate at the time, and, you know, we weren't doing, like, a whole bunch, per se, we, it was a small, like, little three-foot tree that I went and I bought, and I was just like, oh, just so we could have a tree for Christmas, you know, something small, it was like me trying to rekindle a bit of that uh, Christmas flame, and he just was not 100% about it. But no, eventually we started tacking anime shit on there. And we called it the Weebsmas Tree. Ayo. We wrote a whole fucking song about Weebsmas. Because Weebsmas was every fucking day of the year. <laughs> and like when we went to conventions, we'd actually like try and find keychains or something like that to talk or to tap onto the tree. Just so that way, like as we continued to you know, watch more anime and all this fun shit, we would just add to this tree, it was pretty fucking sad now that I think about it, but, on it, I still have it, I still have the Weebsmas tree, if you guys were around for the Christmas stream last year, uh, I had it, I had that thing fully set up, and I was just like, yeah, no, it's the Weebsmas tree, oh, man, Jesus, that, that just sent me down a bit of memory lane, But anyway, no, going back to stuff I did as a kid, and yeah, at this point, this is definitely going to be a two-parter, but I remember, okay, so I have to ask y'all this, and y'all are more than welcome to send an answer later on, because I want to know your answers too, to people who are listening to this on Sunday, the whatever day this is released, Um, but what Christmas movies stood out to y'all growing up? 
Like, did y'all have movies that you were super excited to see? Things that, like, you... um, It was, like, a holiday tradition that you had to watch this movie? Because for me, I had, like... I had one that was definitely, like, a mandatory watch that still to this day is still a mandatory watch. I have one that has kind of fallen out as a mandatory watch. And then I also have, like, two personal favorites that I just still to this day will sit down and watch and just adore. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Raymu says, too many Christmas movies to name. I watched all of them, really. Shit, we need to, alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and announce this early, because I don't know whether or not I can do this, and I want to talk to Juju about it before, like, fully announcing it, but I really want to do a night before Christmas, not, you know, the actual night before Christmas, but sometime within the next couple of weeks, I really want to do a watch-along of my favorite Christmas movie, because Juju hasn't seen it, and... This thing is like a holiday tradition to me. I will buy this movie and stream it on the Discord just so that way you guys can watch. Okay. Um, but just so that way you guys can watch this amazing cinemagra- cinematographic masterpiece. Anyway, Raymond says, For this year, I studied Christmas Story under a microscope. Did you know that the family's part of a whole shit ton of movies and Christmas stories? The thir- Really? Huh. No, I didn't know that. But no, I want to talk to y'all about my favorite fucking Christmas movie, The Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> Alright, I did not grow up watching The Muppets that much. It was more my brother and sister's thing, right? But they had they made like a Muppets Christmas Carol a long time ago. That was, um, you had a human playing Scrooge. Uh, I believe Kermit was Bob Cratchit. Um, what is his name? Gon- the Great Gonzo was uh, Steve or er, Charles Dickens. Uh, Rizzo the Rat was Rizzo the Rat. Like I love that interaction. Um, but they tell the whole story of you know the Christmas Carol, same as you've always seen it in a bunch of different ways. But they add so many fucking elements of comedy. And make it such a much more... Like, it's lighthearted at a lot of times, but it gets surprisingly dark. Especially for a Muppets movie, yo. Like, when the Ghost of Christmas Past comes through, like, it's a Grim Reaper type looking dude. It's dark. The Muppets are actually removed from the movie during this part. My boyfriend's a big Muppets fan, so he'll be happy. You need... Yo, Remu, you need to get media into the Discord... I will do this. I want to do this. I would love to share this movie with y'all. But, um, straight out, during, like, the last act of the movie, before, you know, the joyous conclusion and Scrooge comes to realize how great Christmas is and blah, 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 blah. But I also, also, fucking, uh, Bob and... Richard Marley are the fucking crotchety old guys that laugh at everything. That are in the peanut gallery. They are some of my favorite part of that. Like, some of my favorite parts of that movie. Because, oh my god. Okay, I'll get to them in a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm on, like, so many different energy levels right now. 
Like, I'm really happy about the Spotify stuff. I'm much more energetic. Uh, I'm much more energetic because I've been fasting and that's been going really well. Oh, Ghost of Christmas Futures, The Grim Reaper. Ah, gotcha. We're editing out your fuck up so no one can make fun of you. Fucking bring it, man. I don't give a shit. (laughs) No. If they listen to 35 minutes of the podcast just to get me on that, man, fuck it. (laughs) But anyway, no. So, in the Ghost of Christmas Future, thank you, Raymu, uh, part, they actually removed the Muppets. So that way it's just the Ghost of Christmas Future and Scrooge for this, like, one cinematic, like, really dark part. Actually, I take that back. They bring back Kermit, currently dressed for a cute boy. Hey, turn up. But I think they bring up Kermit and Miss Piggy because that's Bob Cratchit and his family. Like, they're all Muppets. But outside of that, like, the joyous nature, seeing Muppets all throughout the scenes, they're gone. And I think it's, like, a really good way of conveying, like, how dark this future was. But no, I love the fucking... I can't remember what the old crotchety people are. Um, but <laughs> they were uh, Bob and Robert Marley. Scrooge's trading partners or business partners, whatever the hell they were. And they have a whole musical mu- number. And they break out of the musical number to say, Oh, remember the year we... Uh, Are we closed down the orphanage because they couldn't pay for the coal? Oh, I remember. They were outside with the frostbitten teddy bears. Oh, I was like, oh, that line just fucking slays me every fucking time. Because the entire time, these are ghosts, like, of these people. Jacob Marley. All right, whatever. I don't remember all this shit. But... Raymo, if you want to be my editor, by all means, I will give you the fucking music or the uh, recordings and be like, all right, Raymo, let's do it. <laughs> I'll pay you too. Oh, man. Oh, God. I've been wanting to pay Juju. All right, this is another side thing, but I've been wanting to pay Juju too because she's been doing all the TikTok stuff. So whenever y'all make clips on Twitch, she's the one that actually goes through and processes it. And she's like, "I don't want, I don't want to get paid because we're doing this together." I'm like, "Ah, my heart!" But at the same time, I still feel bad because you're doing like professional level editing, and me being a professional myself, I'm just like. I really want to <laughs> take you out and do dinner things at least. Like, I swear, the next time I get a paycheck from Twitch, I'm taking that girl out for Korean barbecue or something nice because we have not had a chance to do that in a hot minute. But anyway, I completely sidetracked. But yeah, no, you see Bob and Robert Marley. They're Jacob. Jacob. Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. I just gracefully copy and paste Jacob Marley and Bob Cratchit. <laughs> uh, but anyway, whatever. The Marley Brothers. They are fully like hooked up in chains and shit. They have singing lock boxes and locks and keys. And it's just like they're doing their little thing and they just stop mid-song to be like, Oh, <laughs> the frostbitten teddy bears. <laughs> oh, Please, if you have not seen this movie and you want to see this movie, I will try and make plans. Like, I don't care if we just take over a stream night 
and we just do it in the Discord, I want to do it. Just so that way I can share with y'all some of these magical fucking Christmas memories of this great fucking movie. Ah, man. It's so good. But yes, no, I will go ahead and call it now. I've already called it once in the past. Um, We will definitely do a part two to this. Just because I have a bunch of things I want to talk about. Uh, from Christmas as a teen and Christmas as an adult, but unfortunately I do need to get out the door within, like, the next 12 minutes. Um, so we, we will, con- like, podcast is continuing. I'm not ending it here, but, like, in about 10 minutes I'll be like, alright guys, time to go. <laughs> but no, another movie that has really resonated with me, and this one's just so fucking cursed, because it really does not make any sense as a Christmas movie. Somebody took a fucking song and made a whole... Like, I want to know. Did Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer start as a movie or start as a song? Because that's going to make a whole world of difference to me. I really think it got started as a song and then later on somebody made a movie out of it. And it was just a lot of good fun. And I think they actually got the original singer to come back and reprise... Uh, fucking voice acting role for Grandpa. I don't know. Like, there's so many things that if I had the time and I remember this shit, I want to go back and research because I want to know those two things. But I absolutely love this movie called Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. It is exactly as it sounds. It's the song. It's the Christmas song. Which, by the way, I have not heard on the radio. So I might have to play that on the way to get Juju. But... Or maybe when I pick her up, and then, yeah, the song came out first. Okay, I had a feeling. But, um, hi, Ock. I want to go back, and, like, or when I go pick up Juju, I'll start playing the song. I think that's the way I'll do it. (laughs) But, no. I love that fucking movie. Because that is basically the whole premise of the movie. And the first 15 minutes or so, Grandma gets ran over by some reindeer. And then it's this whole mystery to figure out where Grandma is. And the crazy part is, is this movie takes place over the span of a year. Grandma has been gone for a whole fucking year. And then people are like, oh, it's Christmas again. Time to get rid of Grandma's gifts. And Jake, Jake's just being the good boy. He's like, I know where Grandma is. And then the fucking court case and Aunt Mel. Like, okay, I want y'all. Seriously, once you're done listening to this podcast. Actually, no, pause the podcast. Pause. And I want y'all to go listen to Grandma's Going to Sue the Pants Off of Santa. That is a song in the movie. <laughs> it is Aunt Mel, or Aunt Mel and her attorney getting like basically singing this huge-ass number about how because Santa uh, committed vehicular manslaughter (laughs) and kidnapping, because that was the thing. Like, they wanted to sue Santa so that way they could get... or I forget how it all went, but the whole thing was kind of like they wanted to get Grandma's Christmas shop or the recipe to her Christmas cakes... Or something like that. Her fruitcakes. Um, because they wanted her... Or they wanted to make money off of it. And... They go th- like they go through this whole fucking court scene. Seth is a Chad. Media. Ah! Media. I Tell... Raymo, do me a huge favor. I'm, tell Media I'm sorry. They gave me their Discord tag 
a long time ago. I still have it unread on my Twitch or my Twitter DMs. I've been meaning to add them, and every time I like I'm on Discord, I don't think about it. Please apologize for me, because I fully have forgotten. I was just like, oh shit, I need to like because every time I look at it, I'm at work or something and I can't access Discord. I'm like, ah, I'll get to that when I get home. And then I'm never on <laughs> Discord when I'm at home unless I'm streaming. And then when I'm streaming, I don't think about it. And then <laughs> it just goes on from there. Wah. But anyway. No, so there's this whole fucking court case about how Santa committed vehicular manslaughter. Then when he got clear to that, it's like, oh, Santa was kidnapping her. And when he gets clear to that, it's just this whole fucking to-do. The movie's a fucking fever trip. But there's one more movie I really want to talk about, too, because we're reaching the end of our time. Uh, but I did kind of want to get all this wrapped up to a certain degree. Ayo, have y'all ever heard of a movie called Olive the Other Reindeer? It's I feel like it was originally premiered on TBS. I know for a fact it was on Cartoon Network, because that's where I always used to watch it. But it's like a 45-minute special. That's another movie that I would watch with y'all. Because, straight out, that movie has one of the most relatable villains in any Christmas movie. Alright? So, the villain in that movie is a fucking postal service worker. Who sounds very similar. uh, Very similar to Dan Castanella, the voice of Homer Simpson. Or maybe it, it might be, you know, Bender. Or somebody like that. Or the dude that plays Jake. Jake and Bender. On uh, Adventure Time and Futurama, respectively. I think that's his voice actor. But, Ao, That straight out is one of the funniest fucking movies I've seen in a hot minute. I do remember it being kind of dull compared to a lot of other Christmas movies... But I just love the premise of a postal worker just being pissed the fuck off about Christmas. And when all of his... Because, like, the whole premise, I think uh, Rudolph takes a hit or something like that during some reindeer games. Like, they're doing their training stuff and, like, one of the reindeer breaks his ankle or some shit. And Santa says on the radio, you know, I don't know if we'll be able to do Christmas this year, but it's going to take all of the other reindeer to, you know... And, or something like that. And Olive hears it, and she's like, oh, he's talking about me, the Olive Reindeer, because, or the other reindeer, because prior to her and her owner, he is, he is Dan Castanella! Oh my god, I love him! (laughs) I love him so much! Oh god. No, so prior to her owner, like Olive's owner... I think his name's Ted, and her again to a fight, because Olive is not like a typical dog. She walks, she talks, you know, and he's like, why can't you just be like a normal dog? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, okay. Also, she has a talking penguin friend that's like a back city dealer. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. Oh, baby, Juju, if we have not seen this movie by the time you're listening to this, I need you. We are watching that tonight. I swear. Actually, I might, I might, I might casually sign up and be like, "Baby, hi. Are we getting cuddled up? Uh, can we watch all of the other reindeer, please?" <laughs> We're trying to get her to watch Megamind, man. <laughs> I, I will make her sit down for a forty-five minute special. 
Also, Matt Groening is himself in it. I think... Really? Oh, that's cool as shit. Oh, Groening, I think is how he actually says it. But, oh my god. Anyway, so Olive decides that it's up to her to save Christmas, right? And she runs into the mailman, played by Dan Casanella. And, you know, he's like... She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know... I didn't mean to run into you. And he's like, oh, it's all right, Olive. You know, with Christmas being canceled, I'm in the greatest mood ever. And she's like, well, actually, no. I'm going to the North Pole to save Christmas. And, you know, the mailman kind of gives her a look. And she's like, yeah, no. Santa said it himself. He needs Olive, the other reindeer. And then Dan Casanella gets into the most relatable fucking Christmas villain song ever. And he's just like, he hates being a service worker. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, no, Christmas fucking blows for the working class. And then Olive's, Olive basically hits him with the, that's nice. I'll ask Santa if I asked when I see him. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. Please, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. And, like, I also remember there is... uh. There is a scene where, like, I think Olive and the Penguin are on their way to the North Pole. And the fucking mailman comes up in the fucking USPS truck. And it's just, like, trying to off-road a fucking... The bus they're riding on, Mad Max style. It's great. I love it. But, that said, I do have to end things off early tonight. I am so sorry. I do have to get out and going to go get the Sweet Fox Wife from work. But I do want to say, I will be back next Thursday to do part two to Christmas. So that way, on Christmas Day, you guys will get a like an actual Plumescast-flavored Christmas podcast. And I'm so excited for that. I do just want to say one more time, like, seriously, thank you all for continuously supporting the show and being a part of this and letting me do it live. Like, I have a bunch of questions on wisdom I need to go answer, so I'll probably work on those uh, prior to, but honestly, I could not do this without all y'all's love and support, and having all this, and having the energy to do all this, again, it's all thanks to y'all. I can come up and talk on the microphone for a long-ass fucking time, but being able to do this with y'all is just so much more fun. But remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Blooms on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and TikTok. You can listen to Bloomscasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, soon to be YouTube. And you can email the show directly by sending it to Bloomscasts at gmail.com. That email again is Bloomscast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, guys. Great. Good luck with all your holiday planning. It's going to go amazing. All your loved ones are going to love your gifts. But until then, guys, bye bye